Oh, shit. I, I forgot to play the intro music. Sad. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. It's a drunk podcast. I can rim like a motherfucker. You already saw my Sullivan in San Diego. He got a golden shower. Bundy just fucking cream pied Albano. I've been drunk. I've never been cum drunk. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drunk Wrestling History. I'm Adam. I'm your designated host. They are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Let us drink till thine asses are drunk. And this is Scott. Win if you can, lose if you must, but always drink. Thank you all very much for joining us for this episode. For the three of us, this is our first post-WrestleMania recording. Good to be back, uh, back home. Everything's digested. Uh, please uh, head over to whatamaneuver.net so you get your Drunk Wrestling t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies for the miniature Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes. Want them to look like a true Drunk Wrestling historian? Once again, that is whatamaneuver.net. Buy a fucking shirt. Sun's out, gun's out. Buy that fucking tank top right now. Or buy a t-shirt. Yeah, right. We've got the sleeves off. Yep, look good for the summer. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and you get a and lot they, of com- you, you get a lot of comments from people when you walk around in a shirt that says "drunk" in enormous letters. Exactly, and it'll get you laid. I got laid in mine. Well, the same day. Yeah, I got laid the same day I wore mine when we were in Dallas. See, that's a one hundred percent success rate right there. God, there it's a go. proven fact, folks, and you can't argue science. Yep. You got laid the day you wore. Fuck. Yeah. Shit. Why didn't it? <laughs> Never mind. Um. <laughs> You, I also assume you have beverages. I saw Scott, Scott pounded one already, but uh, you got yeah, beverages I, in hand. I had a gla- uh, small glass of Kahlua to start. and um, I just Wait, you drink that shit straight? Yeah, well, nice. It's good, dude. It's like, it's like coffee. Okay. You it's didn't like mix with a little milk? Have a, a white Ukrainian? Uh, you could, but I didn't, well, that you need vodka. I don't, I don't have any vodka. So I just drink it straight just with ice. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like drinking, su- it's like drinking coffee with a little bit of sugar. Cause it's a little sweet. Nice. Um, did a shot of Jameson and then Carissa is in the office talking to her cousin and she took the fucking bottle of Jameson in there. So I had to go snatch it from her. And then I was like, dude, I'm keeping it out here. Cause I can't leave to get a refill when I need one. So she was like, well, can you pour some in something for me so I can have it in here? And I was looking for a sippy cup. Like. I thought it'd be fun to fill a sippy cup of Jameson. I didn't have any. Pour it in something for me. Can you find an empty toner cartridge? (laughs) I ended up pouring it into a measuring cup. So she's in the office with a measuring cup of Jameson to to drink off of that so she doesn't have to come out here and I have the bottle at the table so I don't have to leave. So um, I'm set up. Got it. So you're shooting Jamie. I got you. No, I'm uh, I'm sipping. I'm sorry. You're You're very much classy. Yes. So... I already slammed, as Adam alluded to, an Oktoberfest from a Alosta Brewing Company. Adam, thank you for that. I'm Very about welcome. to work on beer number two, which if I had my uh, reading glasses on, which I don't actually own a pair, but I need to buy a pair. 
you got wait you got you got your eyes fixed with lasers now you need reading glasses which i was warned about this is going to be a boring conversation but anyway to sum it up when i got my laser surgery they told me at some point you're going to need reading glasses that was about nine years ago i had the procedure done right and i'm there i need readers dude i'm very old so i cannot read the brewing company but i can tell you the name of the beer is don't panic and if you'd like to hear it opened there it is. And I, I just and squirted not, beer all over the microphone. <laughs> Technically, yeah, it's ha- on the uh, the pee filter. So if, if you're hearing all of my pees way too strong, blame the beer. And that's cheers. Called pop, that's called a pop filter. A pee filter is something something else entirely. <laughs> I'm going to call it a pee filter. All right. Because it filters my pee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would. I better... <laughs> <laughs> if I had to strain it, <laughs> I could probably find the name of it, but uh, we'll, we'll see if that happens. Uh, I, in honor of, uh, in honor of Eddie, a little bit in conversations uh, that we had in uh, Texas, I got a Slurpee. Nice. Yeah. And I got a, I already downed a Monterey Jack taquito. I got a steak one and a buffalo chicken uh, taquito. Oof. So healthy decisions. For this was oh, it yeah. three for two forty nine? I think so. Nice. I, I forget. Way to bargain it, it, hunt, it, dude. It was about that, yeah. And I don't believe we have anything else to share. Uh, no, before we bullshit enough. It. Let's do it. We are going to do a what if episode that revolves around events that took place in the year of our Lord nineteen eighty five. What if the first WrestleMania bombed? I had a hard time with this episode. I did too, kind of, but um, not really. I don't know. Um, I mean, I kind of had a hard time. I just put it off. I actually just did this like an hour and a half ago. Oh, okay. Well, you got me beat because I did mine about maybe four hours ago. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. Well, it was a lot of thinking of before that, right? Like, before I actually put it on paper, this is hard to think about. Like, if WrestleMania 1 didn't succeed, the wrestling landscape as we know it today would not be anywhere near the thing that it is. We're right at the root of what well, mainstream Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. It depends, on how you, it depends on how you think this turns out. Well, okay. Yeah, that's true, I guess. That is just, true. I want to just really quickly um, point out... Um, <laughs> I'm trying to screen record this FaceTime call for YouTube. I thought I could try to, you know, make our YouTube videos a little more interesting um, instead of just a static picture. So I'm going to I'm gonna see if this works out. But um, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're seeing notes and shit and all kinds of other stuff come on the screen, um, this is my first time doing this. So, uh, <laughs> well, look, if it, do- if it doesn't going, this work is going, out. So far, it's going badly. Awesome. Well, it should, because we are a drunk wrestling podcast. <laughs> right. So if it doesn't go well and you're left with nothing on the screen record, just put Seth Rollins' dick for the <laughs> entire length of the episode. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure I can find a better dick. Matt Riddles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beetlejuice? Virgil's. <laughs> <laughs> the genitalic freak of nature. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I've been exchanging um, DMs. Suddenly, Virgil started blowing up my DMs. No way. Fucking, yeah, I don't know why, but he started DMing me. He's like, do you have a YouTube channel on this and that? And then it kind of just stopped. 
Um, but I told him that I'd put over, he's got a download his fucking app, dude. If you guys don't know, and well now, by the time you're hearing this, it would be like a month. He just found out that he had a couple strokes and he's got, um, early dementia. And, uh, anyone who listens to this show knows how much we love Virgil. So just download his app. You know, it's like two bucks or three bucks or something. Like, I don't, I think he has a GoFundMe. Like I get if nobody wants to donate money to that, whatever, but the game's actually not bad. I downloaded it when it first came out. It's actually kind of a fun game. Um, it's worth three bucks and you know, it'll help out Virgil. What's the name of it? Oh, just type it. If you just type in Virgil, you'll find it, but it's like meat sauce mania or something, something to do with meat sauce. Nice. Yeah, no. And we'd give Virgil a lot of shit, but we fucking love the guy. Like somebody that had that long of a career in wrestling and he probably shouldn't have, but he was able to get himself over and put himself into advantageous positions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good for him, man. He's fucking awesome. He's a legend. Go support this man. He is a Without a shadow of a doubt, dude, yes, a fucking legend in the world of wrestling. Go support this man. There you go. Um, all right, Adam, back to what we're talking back, about. Back to what if WrestleMania bombed. So we each have, uh, I'm assuming, a list of scenarios and uh, circumstances and events that would result. Yeah, like yeah. I think we all kind of created our own timeline. Yeah. Yes, I say Adam goes first. I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so the event itself, uh, WrestleMania, that actually did happen was a success. So I am figuring that if WrestleMania failed, some things would have had to go wrong. Uh, Let's see. I also think that WWF itself wouldn't be out of business. I just think that their success and notable events... Uh, would be delayed. Uh, I don't think they would be in a position where immediately WCW is the hierarchy and will uh, outlast and always succeed. I think they were under bad management regardless of whatever uh, happened with Mania, so their fate was sealed anyways. Uh, I think one key thing that would have happened is that I saw that Dr. D David Schultz <laughs> our hero I'm only finding about him recently oh I'm really sure. yeah oh you don't know about what he did you don't know about the whole thing with uh, John Sossel oh that I, I found out about that oh you knew about that <laughs> or you just <laughs> found out about this now I, I found out about it in prep for this episode man that's did you a get watch to watch it right happen there. yeah you watched yeah. the YouTube video then I did watch the YouTube video. Excellent. That shit was Excellent. crazy. That's put that motherfucker slap, in check. That's a uh, prep for a life in politics right there. This is a good business because only strong survive. You couldn't survive. These rednecks out here couldn't survive. That's an open hand slap, son. <laughs> he, he, what was it? He'd be ready for international parliament meetings. <laughs> All right, so go on because now I'm fascinated. Now you're bringing David Schultz into this. So Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I didn't see this uh, coming. Apparently, he had a beef with Mr. T. Yes. Okay. So, I would think that he would have found a way to be part of or manipulate circumstances that would result in him being in the main event, uh, tag teaming with either Roddy Piper or Bob Orton. Pretty much, he'd be replacing one of them in the match against uh, T and Hogan. And... As a Wait, so of- 
So in your booking, you're ruining WrestleMania? Yeah, uh, because okay. I think that, rest, again, WrestleMania, as it actually happened, is a success. So for it to bomb, something bad has to happen. Okay, okay. Or, or there has to be some kind of okay, fuck up. So, so as usual, you took a different angle on this. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. I, I usually do. Yeah, uh, I know. So that's what I said. Regardless. That's what, that's what I meant by usual. Yeah. Consistency is fun. <laughs> Regardless of uh, who he replaces, he does end up legitimately uh, hurting and in, or in, he injures uh, T in that match. So uh, this would affect production of the A team, which would have run for two <laughs> more declining seasons. But looks like that show's done for. Uh, WWF would no longer become like a haven for celebrity turnouts for a long time. Okay. And I think they survived, but I think maybe just like you wouldn't be getting uh, celebrity names back there for at least five years, maybe. So we're or, stuck with Rock and Robin doing the uh, America the Beautiful every yes. year, is what you're saying. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I think this was one uh, where I was uh, a little confused. So even though Hogan beat Sheik for the uh, title a year prior for the birth of Hulkamania, Hulkamania wouldn't be on the continuous incline with this interrupting with this interrupting that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. Yeah, I think that's kind of... I yes. assume we all sort of have that. Yeah. So, yes. That's a safe <clears throat> safe yeah. bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. Hulkamania isn't as big. Uh, Mr. T is uh, this, the, char- the character that gets more sympathy. And then Hogan, even though he's very gimmicky, he's the gimmicky presence compared to mr t um it, it makes sense in here i don't know if it makes sense out there but i just love whatever. that this is the first mention of dr d david schultz ever on the drunk wrestling history show and right. somehow he managed to go back in time and fuck up the first wrestlemania <laughs> to the point where wwf is no longer what we know it to be today yeah this, by being in the this main is event. incredible yeah like, this is I, the best what-if episode ever. And, and I'm assuming you two are enjoying it because I'm the one who brought it up. I love it, dude. This is fantastic. Yeah, this is good shit, pal. <laughs> I want to live also, in this timeline. Also, so, also, uh, as I said, no, uh, uh, it's not a haven for celebrity turnouts. Uh, it would also mean that there is no uh, Hall of Fame induction for Mr. T., and we are we are deprived of a of Hall the of Fame speech, speech of all time. that includes mention of urinary tracks, and his mother is not inducted to the WWE oh my God. Hall of Fame and, and rape. And Adam, murder. this is gold, dude. This is gold. You're welcome. The only way you topped is if like all they could book was Alf from Monday Night Raw <laughs> oh, to be the host. <laughs> Or Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. So if there were any uh, valets or uh, wrestlers that ha- had a cat or so, Alf, would, <laughs> Alf will challenge them for the cat in a ladder match. They Shit had a lot of, down. 
There were a lot of animals in wrestling back in the day, but never a cat. Oh, the cat. Aside from oh yeah, aside from the cat, but yeah, yeah. the cat on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so W at uh, some point in the early nineties. WCW had a show at the Paramount Theater at Madison Square Garden, but not in Madison Square Garden proper. I Losers. still don't think that uh, they, like, as a result of having the bomb WrestleMania, that they're immediately the hierarchy. Uh, it's It just means that WWF no longer has the exclusive rights, but... Maybe WCW gets a show, gets one show in uh, Madison Square Garden. I'm estimating around the height of NWO era, but that would be it. Uh, let's see. Another circumstance. Uh, Andre wouldn't be in The Princess Bride. Uh, oh, okay. I just I watched that movie Sunday. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in probably 25 years. Uh, what a cool movie. I forgot what how much of it Andre was in. Yeah, yeah I mean... I you guess yeah, they, just the momentum you, going going into those next two years. Uh, do you think they would have had a different game. giant in the movie, like El Gigante <laughs> or Giant Gonzalez? I'm I'm sure they're they'd find somebody. Manu huh. Bull. Manu Bull. <laughs> Damn. Now no, it would have been um, what, it would have been uh, Kareem. <laughs> oh, there no, we he go. was booked for Naked Gun, go. dude. Right, because he'd been in he'd been an airplane like ten years before. Right. <laughs> huh. Maybe. Maybe. Uh let's see. What else do I have here? Uh WrestleMania 3 wouldn't have taken place in the football stadium where a football stadium worth uh sized crowd wouldn't see Hogan uh slam Andre. He would die and then tear Hogan tears every muscle in his back. <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying Andre survives. Yeah, Andre, Andre, lives Andre survives all of this thanks to goddamn Dr. D, David Schultz. This is amazing. WrestleMania. And then possibly, or I'd say the one that, uh, the circumstance that hits home for the two of you, Eddie wouldn't have an annual wrestling or annual uh, Wrestlemania or traveling streak in New York and Scott wouldn't have traveled as well and Trish would not have used his phone. Great point, oh, dude. To- I forgot Trish talked on your phone. Why would I not have a streak? Cause, oh, because Wrestlemania wouldn't have been as big? It wouldn't be a thing. Yeah, Wrestlemania wouldn't be as big. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm sure you'd be well-traveled. It just wouldn't be an annual thing. Got it, got it. Around okay. this time. Okay. I love it. The first mention of Dr. D ever in the history of drunk wrestling history. That motherfucker slaps the shit out of WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, which causes like ripple effects for decades. Huge. Huge. <laughs> Mr. T <laughs> puts A-Team on the decline. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. That's so great. Raw gets I w- Alf. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Imagine the... So if you do that... Think of the money that Dr. D cost Vince because because um, Stossel sued Vince over that whole thing. Yes. So not only does he get sued, he also gets his WrestleMania ruined. Right. Loses his house. Yeah. Loses right. everything. Yeah. Damn. That's incredible. I dig it. All right. Who's good. going next? All right. I'll go next, dude, because okay. I have a feeling like you put... I have a feeling before you put pen to paper, you had a lot of time to digest this and think about it. 
I did. I thought about it for a few weeks. Um, you know, yeah. I didn't ever sit down and just brainstorm. But I mean, I didn't do that till about three o'clock today. But um, yeah, I had some ideas out there. It's a hard thing to think about. And I kind of mm-hmm. mentioned this at the jump of the episode is what if WrestleMania one failed? Like we think about the rock and wrestling era that really kicked all this off that turned into WrestleMania that turned into Saturday Night's main event with, a, you know, an NBC contract. That's gigantic. Right. That turned into WrestleMania three, the biggest pay-per-view ever to think that none of that would have happened if WrestleMania one failed. It's, it's a really hard thing to wrap your head around, but uh, I put some, I put some notes down. So let's see what happens here. Go ahead. WrestleMania one fails. Vince is broke. Okay. Can't pay his guys, but he has an NBC deal because three weeks before WrestleMania, Saturday Night's Main Event debuted. Mm-hmm. So he's got an NBC deal that keeps enough of his top guys happy to where a lot of them stay, but some do leave. Of course, Hogan and Andre are going to stay and the Iron Sheik because he loves Vince. He That's retained, true, he does. Yeah, he retains the Saturday Night's Main Event show. And it gets decent ratings. Ted Turner and Jim Crockett Promotions see what Vince was trying to do and make Starcade their WrestleMania pay-per-view event in 85. They draw names like Junkyard Dog, Ricky Steamboat, Rick Martel, Randy Savage, and the British Bulldogs for the event. The event is only slightly more successful than WrestleMania 1, but it's good enough that it stays on their pay-per-view calendar from year to year. So Starcade becomes... Which ends up being anyway, it becomes WCW's or NWA's WrestleMania. Which it kind of was anyway, right? Well, it had actually debuted in 83. 83, right. And that was, wasn't that already kind of their big show of the year? Yes, but let's remember that pay-per-view wasn't really a thing yet as we know it today. Right, right. There was more closed circuit television to where you could go to your local arena and they'd be showing it on a big screen, which is how I watched WrestleMania 4 at the Oakland Coliseum. Lucky. Well, because pay-per-view wasn't as prevalent. Not all cable networks carried pay-per-view. So if you didn't have the pay-per-view available, the next best thing was going to your local arena and watching it on the big screen with a bunch of other mouth breathers. And if you're younger than like 35, this is probably blowing your mind. Way foreign. Yeah, like a rotary phone, right? Like you don't know what the fuck that is. (laughs) Or dial-up. Yeah, exactly. So in, in my timeline here, sometime in 1986, sometime around the summer of 86... WWF feels strong enough to hold another pay-per-view. Okay. They don't call it WrestleMania because of the the bad vibes the original WrestleMania put off that failed. Mm, So they call it something else. Hogan versus Andre is your main event. So they pull a trigger on that a year early. A year early. Starcade has become NWA's yearly show. And WWE follows suit. Or I should say WWF follows suit. And this new summer show becomes their yearly show. Okay. Obviously, WWF and NWA become the number one and number two wrestling promotions in North America, but neither has the success that the WWF and the NWA slash WCW saw in the 80s and the 90s. Mm-hmm. Hogan and Flair are the biggest stars in wrestling until 1988 when Hogan leaves the WWF for an NBC sitcom. Oh my God. What's the name of the sitcom? Hogan Knows Best. <laughs> okay now have you have Wait, you um you sure? you cast this but see it'll go along the lines of a mr belvedere thing okay where he's like who, the nanny of the house okay you like what i did there? that's 
No, that's strong. Yes. Um, do you have any other one? Have you? Uh, do you have any other actors? Uh, no, I hadn't actually given that much thought. I was thinking Alf in some capacity. <laughs> oh, it'll be like a uh, Alf spinoff. Right. <laughs> Alf, Alf can do a run-in. <laughs> I think in 88, you got to get Marky Post for the mom. Ooh. That's I know a, she nah, but Night Court was in its heyday, dude. I know, but she wouldn't be the first person to do two teams. Uh, it, it was tougher back then because you just had the fall through spring season. You, you didn't have this... Uh, fall and spring season so but see suzanne summers was in between sitcoms so maybe she could be the mom there you go yeah there you go yeah perfect Perfect. or she could be like the hot aunt or something yeah so to go a little bit (laughs) excuse me a little bit further along with that (laughs) never becoming a big star or receiving a shot at becoming a star sting departs the nwa in 1987 for the wwf Around the same time, departing world-class championship wrestling for the WWF is the Ultimate Warrior. Mm. WWF teams them up, and they become the WWF's answer to the Road Warriors. Okay. When Hogan leaves the company in 88... What are they called? I don't know what they're called. I hadn't hadn't thought about their tag team name. Hmm. Brothers in Paint? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> so after Hogan leaves the company, the WWF promptly strips them of being a tag team and puts them both as singles. They become the number one and number two guys, much like Hogan and, Hogan and Savage were in 1988. Okay. As pay-per-view becomes more relevant or prevalent and closed circuit becomes a thing of the past, wrestling begins to hit a high point in the early 90s. Hogan returns to the WWF in 1992 after many failed sitcom pilots and movies. <laughs> Companies like World Class and the AWA stick around, getting by on their ESPN deal and picking up the leftovers of the NWA and the WWF. When ESPN introduces The Deuce, each ESPN carries one of the two promotions. And that's what I got. Wait, The Deuce? ESPN 2. Oh, they call it that? No, I did. Oh, okay, like the Ocho. Right, exactly, like the Ocho. Yes, I Got call it, it the Deuce. Okay. okay. <laughs> wow, you went into some, I just can't stop laughing about Hogan with a sitcom. <laughs> this is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> well, only because they still had the deal with NBC. Right, that makes right? perfect sense. Yeah. And Hogan was going into movies anyway. He also went into TV. Yeah. This just, because it wasn't at a high point, like WWF was in 88, it's kind of like, you know, instead of, what did that one episode of the main event get where Hogan dropped the belt to Andre with the oh, twins? Oh, dude, it was something like... Like 11 it, million people watched it, right? No, 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 no. It was like almost 30 million people or something like that. It was almost like... Or wh- whatever it was, it was almost one in 10 people in the country at the time watching it. Okay. Well, in this timeline, like three million, 3 million people watched it. Right. It was like you couldn't go to work or school tomorrow without most people... Or not most people, but several people having watched it. Like everyone watched it. Yeah, exactly. So if WrestleMania 1 isn't a hit, yeah. obviously WWF is not where it is in 88. Hogan's like, well, fuck this. I've already got some ins at NBC. I'm going to pull those strings. I'm going to get this Hollywood deal going. Was TGIF on NBC or was that ABC? That was ABC. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that was like Full House and a few others. Yeah, Full House and Perfect Strangers and shit. Yes, and, thank uh, you. Yeah, Balfour. Family Matters. Step by Step. Born step by World. Step. Yeah, Step by Step, which had Suzanne Summers. Yes, it did. Yeah. 
Okay. So, so if Hogan gets Suzanne Summers on the show, the step by step also doesn't happen. Correct. Yeah. So we can go oh, into like shit. what shows didn't happen. Yeah. So this is like a major butterfly effect. It it, it, it a, actually affects like, TGIF. That's a yes. visually gr- good pairing. Yeah. Yeah. Hogan and Su- Hogan and Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Visually with the beautiful and, blonde hair and context wise with their backgrounds. Holy shit. And then maybe if that fails, like Suzanne Summers like hits the skids and she's forced to do a Playboy spread. And we've Excellent. all seen what that thigh master did. <laughs> I also want to build on. I want to build on that a bit into uh, a history fixing itself uh, scenario. Uh, I'm, I was just checking the timeline just to make sure it's correct. Uh, Hogan, you're saying that Hogan would have his deal with NBC. Perhaps he's the one that takes care of the kids after Valerie Harper gets fired from her show and becomes the Hogan family. God damn it, Adam. Well done. Well done. And and Jason Bateman still becomes a fucking awesome star. Mega star. And And is in Piranha. (laughs) (laughs) Only difference is only difference is that show wouldn't uh, jump to CBS on the last season because they got Hogan. They got an NBC deal. There you go. Wow. And that becomes Hogan knows best. I, have, I never would have predicted this episode would would have been would have ended up being an episode about like late eighties, early nineties uh, primetime TV, primetime sitcoms. We're really putting our listeners to the test here. How much right. do you love us and want to buy a shirt and continue to listen to this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like I should have like figured like Corbin Burnson into mine or something. Whatever that guy's name is. Oh shit, that'd be great. He would have been the dad he would opposite have been Hogan and Suzanne lawyer. Summers. <laughs> would not have been available for Major League. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have the other dude from Miami Vice walking Hogan to the ring <laughs> at six. Tubbs? Tubbs. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be Hogan versus um, um, Bull Shannon at five. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With Roz in his corner. With Roz in his corner. Hang on a second. What? You're not recording. Yes, I am recording. Yeah. <laughs> is it important? Is it interesting? Please leave this in. I wanted to show them the business cards I made. Um, I thought that I heard you guys stop. Oh, no, no. Um, but we can show them uh, in the break. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and get into mine. Um, so, okay. I Scott, you nailed it. Vince is broke. That's the first note I have, right? He loses his house because he claims to have put his house up. Uh, the company's bankrupt. Yes. Can't pay their bills. Can't pay their wrestlers. Um, now, I think they have even... It's one failure. It's not the end of the world as in like they're they're not going out of business. Um, I think he still has the ability to borrow money. Isn't that so, crazy that we all took the same angle? That they go broke? Well, they go broke, but... They don't fail. They continue on. They kind of write the they ship and make yeah. best with well, what's due. Yeah, because I'm looking at it as, as like, uh, I don't know, Universal Pictures can have a fucking box office bomb and, you know. Or us with covered. Tuesday in Texas. <laughs> yeah, or the uh, Hogan titles episode. <laughs> Everybody has a bad episode, right? Yeah, we recovered nicely from that. <laughs> what was it? DreamWorks had... Uh... They had this uh, big movie. Uh, it was either El Dorado or Prince of Egypt. It was one of those two. 
and then it performed so badly they punished uh, some of the uh, some of the writers or CGI people to work on this one movie called Shrek. Hmm. Which, which taquito are you talking through, Adam? The Buffalo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I think Vince gets bailed out. I think he can borrow money from banks or whatever. I think he also can get a- Ebersol. Uh, um, I don't know about Ebersol, but maybe NBC can kick down a couple bucks because yeah. now they have, now they're invested in this. Yeah, that's um, exactly where I was coming from. That's how he would pay his guys to stay. Some of yeah, them, anyway. And he, and he also has um, Scotland and Gorilla owned part of the company, too, I think, still at this point. Um, so, you know, maybe they can kick a couple bucks in. And th- these are guys who've seen shows fail before, and they're not, you know, they're not uh, they're not wary of it. They're not like, oh, my God, it's going to fall apart. Um, v- Vince Sr. ran um, Shea Stadium with Bruno versus Pedro, and they only drew 22,000 fans, which was uh, Madison Square Garden crowd. Bruno so, versus Pedro? Yeah, because it was a babyface match. Oh, shit. I didn't wait. I didn't know about this. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that was basically a bomb. So, Gorilla, like, Gorilla and Scullin aren't like, oh, my God, that's the end of the world because they've been through this shit before. So, I think they could help bail him out, too. Um, but Vince is broke. Vince is eating ramen for the next year or so. <laughs> Peanut butter and sandwiches. Yeah. And I don't think, yeah, they're eating Tang sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think Linda's saying much to him for the next year or so. Um, they move into a shitty apartment in the Bronx. And uh, so it's hard times, Daddy. Hard times, baby. Um, but I think the biggest thing is the talent in the main event takes the hit on this. I don't think Vince is like, oh, shit, I just booked a bad show. I think he thinks I got to change things up with the talent. They weren't the right guys to put in the main event on a show of this you know, um, magnitude. So T's gone right away. First thing he does, get rid of T. That's the last you ever see of Mr. T. Like Adam said, we don't get that great Hall of Fame speech. Um, we never see Mr. T again. Um, no, I don't think it has. I don't think this affects ATM. Okay. Um, I just think Mr. T's done with in WWE. Um, Orndorff becomes a job guy. Oh, immediately. Fuck. Yeah, right? Like I think he's maybe not a job guy, but a very he's wrestling in the first match on superstars and you know the first match in house shows for the next year. I hate he's this nobody. timeline so much. Um I knew you would. Um Hogan and Piper are still on top, but I think what happens is around May, so you know, two months or so later, you know, because it's gonna be it takes some time to regroup and figure things out. Piper beats Hogan for the title. Oh fuck. Okay. And and here's why Piper beats Hogan for the title. Because Hogan's on his way out. Vince gets rid of Hogan, drops his ass. Because he put everything he had into Hogan, booked this entire show around him, and it failed. He's blaming Hogan for it. Okay, do you have a year down on this? Are yeah, we talking 86? Or no, all 85, in 85? Right? Yeah, May 85, two months after WrestleMania. Piper beats Hogan. Orndorff's a job guy. T's gone. Wow. And okay. then Hogan's gone. Hogan drops the title, and he's he's out the door. He goes back to Minnesota and works for Vern, and he splits his time between Minnesota and uh, Japan, which he already was a pretty good star, you know, a decent, uh, you know, he'd made a decent name for himself in Japan already at this point. So he splits his time between the two. So Vince needs to, so Piper's a heel. Now with this old school Vince, Vince Sr. booking, a heel's always a transitional champion. So you got to bring in a big baby face, right? Who do you think is the new big baby face in WWE? Junkyard Dog. Someone, no, someone who was not in the company at the time. Dusty Rhodes. Flair. Nope. Nope. Uh, Ronnie Garvin. 
Nope. Barry oh, Wyndham. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. Barry, Barry Wyndham. No, and, and, and as a matter of fact, I'd like to add into my timeline that Ronnie Garvin never comes to WWE. Thank you. Rick Martel. Yeah. No. Scott it's Hall. Be, Steamboat. Nope. Um, I'll tell you who. Magnum fucking TA. Uh, wait a second. When was his accident? Before, after this. Okay. I looked it up. It was like 86, like early 86 or something. Okay. So... Because I was like, okay, who was out there? Who was out there who was a big muscle guy that Vince could bring in as a baby face? Because obviously you're going to get a dude that's built like that with a good look, relatively young. And I was like, Magnum TA is kind of the guy. Warrior and Sting were a little too early in their career. Yes, Magnum, agreed. Magnum, because Magnum started like 78 or something, 77. Yeah, a lot of like years that. under his belt already. He had about the same as Hogan, you know? Yeah. Um, He shows up, challenges Piper, August, around August, he beats Piper for the title. Now Piper takes off, takes Orndorff with him. They go back to work for uh, Crockett. So they're out of there. So now in this scenario, Magnum never crashes the car or or gets in the car crash. Whatever, right, because he's working 350 days a year. He's working 365 days a year. Plus now he's going to Japan sometimes. He's working around 390 days a year. That's a lot. Yeah. Um. So he kind of goes on a little bit sort of similar to Hogan. He's going to work with Bundy at two in a cage. But it's just not as big. It's on pay-per-view, but... And it's... They do it in one arena instead of three. Because they don't have that confidence that they can build... They can run a third of a show in an arena and draw a crowd. So they so actually just, continue the the tradition of WrestleMania. Yes. I don't think he shuts down WrestleMania because I think Vince is smart enough to know that even just... Just tries name, again. Even just the name WrestleMania is so perfect. You know, okay. you can't go wrong with that. So I think he's like, oh, let's try it again next year. Two's big, but not as big. You know, two is successful, but it's not as big as it was, you know, in regular life. Okay. Um, I agreed with Adam. It's Andre and um, Magnum at three, but it's in an arena, not the stadium. Or, you know, a partially empty stadium, anyway. Um, now, Magnum never shoots a movie, so he doesn't drop the title at four, the way Hogan did. Because Hogan, you know, he took the reason he dropped that title was because he was taken off to film No Holds Barred. Magnum doesn't do that. He hangs on to the title. Um, so it's him and Macho Man. Macho is a heel at four. And there's no tournament because there's no reason for a tournament because he never drops it. There's no reason to do a rematch with Andre because it wasn't the huge match with 93,000 people like it was. Okay. Um, he holds on to it till six, loses it to Warrior. Now... From that point on, I have it sort of being not much as different in WWE from that point forward. They go into the 90s kind of neck and neck with WCW instead of being bigger. They're sort of a tie, but WCW has more of the country. Because, like, I don't know if you know, uh, especially you, Adam, but they sort of, like, WWE had a big part of the country where they'd run shows. WCW didn't run shows in a lot of places. Like, they weren't running a lot of shows in the Northeast or up north. They do Chicago. I, I would figure like uh kind of like what uh, AEW's doing now. They Yes. Like they yes. circle around a general region and then they'll randomly hit a spot and then go back to that circle. Right. Se. They sort of like, informally divvied up the country. And I think it would be the same way, but I think WCW would have more of it. Like I think WCW would be doing the big shows in Texas. WWE wouldn't. Um, that's the main difference there. Hogan ends up in f Japan full time and has a good good run there because Vern goes out of business. You know, all the territories I think eventually go out of business. Then we get to the NWO. 
Well, Hogan's not the third man in the NWO because there is no Hogan because nobody knows who the fuck he really... Nobody cares who he is. He was kind of a loser over here. I have Luger as the third man in the NWO. Hmm. And honestly, I just couldn't think of anyone better. <laughs> I don't really have a good reason for that. You don't think it would have been Sting? No, I kind of th- I thought about Sting, but I was like, Luger's a better heel than Sting is. Yeah, but you want somebody that's as big of a name as Hogan to take that third spot with the shock factor, right? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. No. But with, with these circumstances, okay. do you have someone with as big a name as Hogan? No, you don't yeah. have no, because there never was anyone as big of a name as Hogan. You haven't re- yeah. You haven't reached that point. So Luger kinda makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I still have it I still feel like both companies aren't quite as big, but the NWO's kinda big. It's just like, you know, imagine how big the NWO would be without Hogan. It's that big. But around the same or, but we can picture that attitude. they're called the Wolf Pack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. They're as big as the Wolf Pack. Imagine if it was just the Wolf Pack. Like that wouldn't have been like that big of a thing. Um so I kind of have it being like that where both companies aren't as as big until the Attitude Era starts because I think all the stuff that happened in WWE during the Attitude Era could have happened whether there was a Hogan or a WrestleMania in the first place. Um, the Rock blows up, Mick Foley blows up, Stone Cold, Undertaker, all those guys. So that's where I think the timeline starts to correct itself. And eventually we get to where we are now. I think WWE buys WCW out because I just think they're going to blow up. And realistically... With Luger being the third guy in the w, in the NWO, NWO is never going to be as big as it was, but WWE would be bi- as big as it was. Okay. So, um, so as far as like lasting effects, the first thing I think is Vince doesn't book celebrities anymore in matches because he tried it with T, and he ended up beating Roman for a year. Because which is exactly what Adam said. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Bad part about that is we didn't get to see Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. And that Good thing about that, travesty. Good thing about that is I still don't know who the, know who the fuck Stephen Amell is. <laughs> um, and I think it was kind of a weird thing that was Vince taking kind of a big risk with T in the first place because it's like it's an unknown thing. It's a guy who doesn't even really know how to wrestle, and that was also not something his dad ever did. His dad didn't bring in celebrities. Um, Andy Kaufman went to Vince Sr. first when he wanted to get into wrestling. Oh, Andy Kaufman. And Vince Sr. was like, nah, dude, we don't do this here. You know, that's that's not what we do here. You know, because he grew up in New York, so that would have been wrestling for him was the, you know, capital wrestling. Um, So I think Vince is like, ah, I guess my dad was right. So no more fucking celebrity. You have a celebrity sing America the Beautiful every year at WrestleMania. That's it. Rock and roll. Um, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, we never get the Hogan sex tape. Because Bubba never latches on to Hogan the way he did. <laughs> but fortunately for all of us, there are still a few naked pictures of Bubba's wife online. <laughs> um, we never have to hear Brooke Hogan's shitty music. But the flip side of that is we also never get to hear Hogan's shitty music. <laughs> and we probably have less YouTube subscribers because we got a lot from the Hogan Lies episode. Wow. Okay. Way to tie it back to us. Always. That's a nice ribbon on this whole thing. I like it. Way to put the bow on there. There you go. There also wouldn't be a Hulkster in heaven. (laughs) Well, that Hulkster would be in heaven. He just wouldn't be a Hulkster. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I got. I like it. That's great, dude. I love it. 
And I, I love get- that Dr. D was mentioned <laughs> and that Mr. T was yeah. left out of the Hall of Fame, but we're all deprived of hearing about his mom's uterus. Yeah, you know what? I think Adam wins this episode. I think you're right, really? dude. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yours was better than mine. Both, yeah. I, yeah. Totally agree. You brought Dr. D into it, dude. We've never mentioned him on the show. To the best of my knowledge, he's never been mentioned. So well done, Adam. I mean, that it's not like an automatic qualifier, but cool. What is in my I, book? In that case, I'm flattered. Yay. Happy to Well done, sir. Well but, done. Well done. <laughs> Excellent so work. It's all, it is all that one guy's goddamn fault. Not Vince's <laughs> booking. It was him. <laughs> so I hope uh, all of you enjoyed those unique scenarios and uh, I hope you're all thankful that we are at the wrestling or the wrestling uh, living in the wrestling uh, timeline that we have now instead of <laughs> living through this crap with Alf matches for cats and yeah for yeah, for yeah. people who bitch about how bad wrestling is all the time, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, Hogan <laughs> sitcoms. Try living yeah. through that. Yeah. But no Man- Maria Menounos appearances. <laughs> I love my Maria Menounos appearances. Wait, so if I go in this alternate timeline, I never have to see her? I'm willing to count, jump in. Count me out. But Let's then I'd see. miss her shitting her pants at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll stay in this one. No, stu- no Snooki <laughs> yeah. appearance. Also, Floyd Mayweather would have one less win on his record. That's true. <laughs> Good That's point. True. There we Good go. Point. Also, Aki Bono. And Lawrence Taylor. And, and Lawrence Taylor. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor wouldn't have got to go out and party with Sean <laughs> in Connecticut. <laughs> It's hard, All right, let's it's take hard this home, Adam. with their steamed burgers out in Connecticut. <laughs> we hope you all enjoyed this. Please let us know what you think of this episode. And if you have some uh, timeline uh, thoughts uh, to share, please let us know on the social media platforms, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, wrestling underscore drunk. And uh, leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your family, tell your friends, strangers, enemies to subscribe and uh, like and share all and all, all those. Smash, all smash that like button. Smash buy a that fucking like shirt. Button. Smash that like bu- button and buy a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. <laughs> On behalf of Eddie and Scott and Alf and Dr. G, I'm Adam <laughs> My yeah, no, Mr. Belvedere. Mr. T's Mr. Universe. Uterist, even. <laughs> uh, just want to remind you all to please continue staying safe. Enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. And we will see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. I pity the fool. Dive. Five fingers to the face. Slap. <laughs> <laughs>